and I'll tell you guys since we're since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Lee Bardugo, and you're listening to the Grisha Cast. Welcome to Grisha Cast, episode fifty-two. In this episode, we are covering chapters thirty-seven through forty-one from the book Crooked Kingdom. This is your host Eric, and I'm Terry from Nashville, Tennessee. This is your podcast for all things Grishaverse, a world created by the wonderful Lee Bardugo. Moisavianyi Casters. Hello. Woo! We are here. <laughs> we're so here. We. Oh. We're, and we're not in costume. I knew. <laughs> we actually got to like come in our clothes and we didn't have to like put makeup or worry about any of that stuff. No or, wig to snatch. Nope. Nope. I didn't have to like bring my little, try to figure out how to have my air butt not <laughs> push things over. And anyways. I wear normal makeup. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, we look good. Yeah, we do. There we are. It's because it's us. Yes. <laughs> it's not a Volcra. No. It's... Or a sea whip. Hope you guys enjoyed all that. So real quick, for those of you asking how you can help, we would greatly appreciate tips. Your tips will help us to continue to bring you the Grisha cast. You can Venmo a tip to at B-O-D-H-I-M-M. Or cash app mm-hmm. at B-O-D-H-I-M-M. Yeah. And I didn't say the dollar sign. Dollar sign. Dollar sign. Okay, so oh, we got some listener cities. We do. Who you got, girl? I have <laughs> Mondal Yuong, and that is from the Philippines. Wow. That's awesome. That is awesome. And it's going to be even more awesome if I said it right. You did. <laughs> And now we would also like to thank our listeners in Wuschitsa, Poland. Wow. Thanks. That's so, so awesome. Yes. On we, the whole other side of the world. It is. And we have to take moments where we try to look up how to pronounce things on the show. But yes. Because we don't want to offend anyone. No. And <laughs> it just that automatically reminds me of when we did the episodes and we forgot to even look at the listener cities and then we yes, were just like, they were like oh, oh yeah that was ill-prepared yeah but <laughs> hey they're still out there listening so, hopefully <laughs> i know well we could be th- talking to a big void but you know i, well, I hope the void enjoys it yeah absolutely so it's december it is. And, How'd that happen? <laughs> yeah. And I just, I hope you guys really enjoyed all that cosplay we did and got to enjoy our lovely Halloween episode on Black Friday. So fun. So. It was so fun. It was. I think we did really good. I do too. I've never done cosplay before, so I was a little worried. Um, I have. Really? What did you do before? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but no, I sew anyway. Like I'm yeah. always making costumes, like for me and the kids, and right. so. Um, but yeah, like not not like something that you know everyone's going to see around the world. So yeah, it's interesting. I hope that um, we can get through um, these things that are happening and maybe have a convention at some point. Oh my god! And actually cosplay with you all. That'd be amazing. That'd be so fun. And you know what? That just made me think we really, like, I mean, that's where we are headed. Grishaverse is yes. headed for, like, I mean, to have a Grishaverse, like, Once the con- show. convention. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't heard anything yet, but 
like, I mean, still, we're all holding on. Um, I'm so excited, but at least I, I think I've finally calmed down. I think I used <laughs> to have anxiety because I wanted it to happen. I thought it was going to happen soon. And now, since I really have no clue, they can, it could be any time. Yes. I just, I'll find out. We know they're in post-production. Yeah. So, you know, whenever they can get that done, then we're good to go. That's going to be awesome. So, well, how have you been this week? I am actually You're good, aren't so you? So well. Yeah. Because I turned in my final project yes. and I finished my final and I'm done for the semester. Go girl. Woohoo. Get that schoolwork. I done. did a little dance. I like that. Yeah. And I think I'm gonna get an A. So a. yep. I was just dancing around the house. Because everything was actually due Saturday, but I was like, mm mm, I'm gonna get it done now. Oh, I get done earlier in the week so yes. that I can be like, Mm-mm, peace out. Yeah. So it feels good because that's just one last thing that is- that's like on my plate. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially with all the holiday stuff coming up and things are going to get yes. busy. And yeah, I don't have to think about school for a little bit. Hey, yeah, it is going to be crazy. Like the holidays are all it's just so weird. Like Thanksgiving was so different. Yes. And um, very. Anyways, I hope. um. Yes, things will get better soon. We just all have to stay positive and we have to be healthy. So please do your part, wear a mask, and I mean, just be safe. We need to take a book out of Australia's book, a chapter out of Australia's <laughs> book. I was we like, could the, use second, their book, I'm the sure. second I said book, I was like, that is not right. Um, I was watching a video I watch, um, Pretty Pastel Please is like one of my oh. favorite YouTubers, and she and her friend were walking around without masks on. And I was like, oh. wait a minute. That's not right. And so I had to go Google it. And they're in the clear now. They don't have anything. Wow. That's insane. And yeah. Can we be there, please? No, we're skyrocketing. (laughs) I know. Everything's um, getting so worse. We're worse than we've ever been. And um, (laughs) yeah. So who knew that was going to happen? Oh, can we please just be like Australia? I know. I would like to breathe the air again. (laughs) Yeah, I would like to be able to just do stuff besides, you know, oh, just a couple. Yeah. Uh, well, life will get back to normal. I am convinced. It's just going to take some time. So thank you guys. Hopefully we're entertaining you guys while we're getting yes. through this. And hey, it works for us because we get to talk about it. And yeah. We COVID- specifically have each other in our bubbles just mm-hmm. so we can keep doing this for y'all. Like, I don't see anyone else or go anywhere else no. just so we can keep doing this. <laughs> and it's important. Like, I mean, we it really is. have been in this for so long now that, I mean, we really are, we're in uncharted territory right now. And, like, I would have never guessed that in March when all this was happening that I would have caught it, <laughs> that it would have actually come to my yeah. work. Like, that was... It was supposed to be two weeks. <laughs> and now, like, I mean, everybody knows somebody, like, close to them that has gotten it. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. we're no longer, oh, this random person on Facebook that I knew. Yeah, yeah we're past that now. Um, Everybody, it's just, so. Yeah. We just have to be supportive and help each other because it's, like, it's hard. This is rough. It is. And shout out to all my nurse friends. Yes. Thank you all, everybody that. And people that are, like, working in those grocery stores because, I mean, (laughs) we wouldn't have food without you. And uh, And that's the only place that I go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like it's like a night out when I get to go get my groceries. Do you go inside and get groceries or do they come in out to your car? Um, I've had to start going in and get groceries because the like um delivery thing or the pickup has mm-hmm. been so terrible bad. lately. <laughs> yeah, it's like wor- I feel bad. Like I know they're trying so hard, yeah. but like they're they don't have enough people to keep up with the demand. Oh, and no, they don't. Because I have two teenagers, <laughs> two teenage boys a lot of food um, for them. that need to eat. And then I have dietary restriction. So, like, I can't accept the fact that, like, half my order is not there or yeah. that they're going to give me the wrong thing. So I make my list. I, like, run through, like, lightning. Like, I literally almost push people out of my way, but that'd be too close. I could see you doing this, girl. And I, I leave. And I get so mad if it takes me more than, like, 15 minutes. Girl, that is some... <laughs> clockwork like, dang just, just ask jeff wow <laughs> we can't go to the store together because he um he dawdles you're like chris and yeah. i'm like i got things to do get out of my way stop talking to me and we need to go like jeff mm-hmm. will stop and look like, at stuff. literally in the meat section i'm like looking <laughs> for chicken and he stops <laughs> starts telling me a story like he stands oh, wow. in front of me to tell me a story and i was like what are you doing oh <laughs> I love you, but can you wait till we get back in the car? Because <laughs> that's my chicken that I need, and you're in my way. Let's go. <laughs> Let's move it, toots. <laughs> and he Oof. looked at me at one point. He's like, I don't think I like going to the store with you. Yeah, I realized that early on when I got with Chris because, <laughs> like, he likes to change things up a lot, and I'm not a changer. Mm. So, I mean, I actually, we're on a, we have a cycle. I've realized this. We will circle around all three different, um, grocery stores throughout the year and um it we hit all of them and then we'll come back to them and there's something that goes wrong in one of them where we move to <laughs> yes, the other yep um but anyways I, I i do like to dawdle sometimes and look but you can't do that now so i don't think i uh-uh. really would um but i feel yeah yeah that grocery <laughs> checkout stuff that they're doing is not easy and i'm sure all those people are quitting because their job is not easy so, and then I feel like an old tor- person because, like, that's what I'm complaining about. Yeah, I'm mad. That delivery place getting my order wrong. <laughs> yeah, I need my heavy whipping cream, y'all. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. I get it. I mean, one item. I don't and it could want, throw off your week. I don't want the, the like, very sugary creamer with all kinds oh. of weird flavors in it. I just want my heavy whipping cream. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate Kroger's heavy whipping cream, by the way. Have you ever gotten it? Yes, that's what I use. You love that? The the things, the things that come in, like, the, it's kind of like the... It's um, a bottle? Can- yeah. It's so... F- like, that's really thick <laughs> whipping cream. I'm just saying, if you go to Aldi, it come, it's more milky. Just saying. Okay. I hope that you all have enjoyed this riveting. Yes. Riveting conversation about groceries. And you know what? <laughs> now we will go into the grocery first. So, um, because that is not boring. No, it's not. So, and we've got quite a bit to discuss. I mean, a lot happened this week. Um, a part <laughs> that actually I've been waiting Terry to get to and discuss. So let's go. Let's and I move need y'all to be mentally prepared. Yeah. So we are still in part six, Action and Echo, right? Yeah, yes. we're still in that. We just started at. Yeah. So we start off with chapter 37. That is Kaz. I'm starting it off with a quote, exactly how this chapter starts. 
Kaz had been standing next to Kue when the bullet struck and had been the first to his side. He heard a smattering of gunfire in the cathedral, most likely panicked Stodwatch officers with hasty trigger fingers. Kaz knelt over Kue's body, hiding his left hand from view, and jabbed a syringe into to the shoe boy's arm. There was blood everywhere. Yellen Vanek had fallen to the stage and was bellowing, I've been shot! He had not been shot. End quote. That was Rodmacher. Rodmacher! Oh, yeah. Wow. Good job, Eric. Way to read your screen. Okay. Yeah, that <laughs> doesn't look like Vanek at all. I'm sorry. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so that was... um. Rodmacher, who, Rodmacher. Uh, who said that he had been shot. Orville Redenbacher's cousin. Orville, yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, if you don't remember, we're still at the end of this auction. Like the mm-hmm. last week ended in gunfire. So um, we're kind of seeing how all this plays out. Obviously, Kuwe has supposedly been shot. And I mean, yeah. So everyone is kind of going nuts. The Rovkins are fighting the Furidans. Sturman, Zoya, and Jenya are like bolting for the door. I mean, they're it's just like a world war going on right now. Yeah, literally in a, in a church, by yes. the way. And the Merchant Council are and Stodwatch are kind of surrounding Van Eck and all this stuff. Inej and Jesper meet up with Kaz, and just like just kind of you know we're in the middle of all this stuff. We're checking in on each other. Jesper stays with Wylan as Kaz tells them that someone is going to want to talk with Wyland, So we need him to stay here. And remember, he's been all beat up and mm-hmm. everything. And he's got the cute fat lip. And I I didn't take this part and actually put it in, but I just thought it was really funny where he's just like, I, he mispronounces a word because of his I lip. Five. Yeah, I love that. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So um, here is another quote. Kaz spared a single nod from Matthias as two Stodwatch guards lifted Kuwe's body onto a stretcher. Instead of fighting the crowd in the cathedral, they headed for the arc that led to Gezen's little finger and the exit beyond. Matthias trailed them, pulling the medic along. There could be no question surrounding Kuwe's survival. So Inej and Kaz go over to... There's some action going around Rollins. The Stodwatch have... Got him surrounded. So, we've been waiting for this moment, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Kaz starts pe- speaking to Rollins and finally is going to tell him how he knows him. Um, he's not going to just say it. He's trying to get him to guess. He tries to get Rollins to remember, but isn't having much luck um, because Rollins just done this to too many people. Mm-hmm. He like So, Kaz makes him believe that... Um, all of a sudden, he that he Kaz had his son. Supposedly, like I mean, he makes Rollins believe this yes. that he has gotten his son and he actually has buried him alive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> horrifying. Um, only way Kaz will tell him where the location of his son is is only if he can answer the question that Kaz has, which is, "What is my brother's name?" Say my name. Say my name. Say my name. If no one was around, you say about uh so um that's when it kinda like he's starting to kinda remember stuff, but he's not remembering his name. Mm-hmm. Rollins 
finally remembers how he kind of like just screwed all this up and but he just as i said he can't remember the brother's name Rollins starts begging kaz and here's the quote i am begging you brecker he's all i have let me go to him let me save him kaz looked at pekka rollins jacob Hartsoon, kneeling before him at last eyes wet with tears pain carved into the lines of his flushed face brick by brick it was a start your son is the southernmost corner of Tarmacher Field, two miles west of Applebrook. I've marked the plot with a black flag. If you leave now, you should get to him in plenty of time. End quote. So obviously we see there, Kaz actually, I didn't expect that. When I first read that, I never thought Kaz was going to actually give him the information if he didn't remember his brother's name. Because um, he didn't. He had like... So Rollins, he's got the information. Kaz actually is kind of letting him go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, he starts ordering all his men to go ahead um, because got to save the sun, yo. I mean, that's his only heir. Um, and Rollins is obviously leaves the stage pissed. He's just, I mean, it has not been his day. No. No. Next quote. You'll pay for this, Brecker. You'll pay and keep paying. There will be no end to your suffering. Kaz met Pekka's gaze. Suffering is like anything else. Live with it long enough, you learn to like the taste. End quote. And, oh my gosh. So, it's just so much happened there. <laughs> it's just, we're, we're at it. So, this is, um, we're going to start our scene. And this is actually, this scene is going to carry us out and finish this chapter. So, in this scene, Terry's going to be playing Kaz. And I will be playing Inej. And a special thank you for the background music and vocals created by Kendra Dantes and produced by Year 26. What, what? What, what? Okay, so let's do it, girl. Curtain up. (laughs) Inez sank down into a squat, pressing her palms to her eyes. Will he get there in time? For what? Two, she she stared at at him. He was going to miss that look of surprise. You didn't do it. You didn't bury him. I've never even seen the kid. But the lion... It was a guess. Pekka's pride in the dime lions is plenty predictable. Kid probably has a thousand lions to play with and a giant wooden lion to ride around on. How did you even know he had a child? I figured it out that night at Van Eck's house. Rollins wouldn't stop flapping his gums about the legacy he was building. I knew he had a country house, liked to leave the city. I just figured he had a mistress stash somewhere. But what he said that night made me think again. And that he had a son, not a daughter. That was a guess, too. An educated one. He named his new gambling hall the Kalish Prince. Had to be a little red-headed boy. What con- and what kid isn't fond of sweets? She shook her head. What will he find in the field? Nothing at all. No doubt his people report that his son is safe and sound and doing whatever pampered children do when their father's away. But hopefully Pekka will spend a few agonizing hours digging in the dirt and wandering in circles before that. The important thing is that he won't be around to back up any of Vanek's claims and that people will hear he fled the city in a rush with a medic in tow. Inej gazed up at him, and Kaz could see her completing the puzzle. The outbreak sites. The Kalish Prince. The Emerald Palace. The Sweet Shop. 
all businesses owned by Pekka Rollins. They'll be shut down and quarantined for weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if the city closes some of his other holdings as a precaution if they think his staff is spreading disease. It should take him at least a year to recover financially, maybe more if the panic lasts long enough. Of course, if the council thinks he helped set up the false consortium, they may never grant him a license to operate again. Fate has plans for us all, Inej said quietly. And sometimes fate needs a little assistance. Inej frowned. I thought you and Nina chose four outbreak sites on the staves. Kaz straightened his cuffs. I also had her stop at the menagerie. She smiled then, her eyes red, her cheeks scattered with some kind of dust. It was a smile he thought he might die to earn again. Kaz checked the time. We should go. This isn't over. He offered her a gloved hand. Inej heaved a long, shuddering breath, then took it, rising like smoke from a flame. But she did not let go. You showed mercy, Kaz. You were the better man. There she went again, seeking decency when there was none to be had. Inej, I could only kill Pekka's son once. He pushed the door open with his cane. He can imagine his death a thousand times. End scene. Yeah, a lot of info there. We're just, we're at the part of the book, which is kind of cool because it's like, not just, like it's wrapping everything together. Even from Six of Crows, we've been trying to like, uh, all the ties come together. Yeah, they do. So, yeah, so you're next. So now we are on chapter 38, where we follow Matthias. Ooh, my fjordin chop. (laughs) I don't know what we're doing with that, but... Oh, yeah, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Just just go with the flow. So Matthias is dead, kind of. Matthias has gone with the medic in Kuwait, who um, is, is dead to most people. Jesper had used a wax and rubber bullet that hit a little bag of blood and bits to make it look like he had been hit. Those so are, that's smart. That was one of my questions. So How it happened. <laughs> so he was supposed to be guiding the bullet, right? With his brain. Correct. But he can guide anything? Because Me- in my brain, it was just metal. So, like, it's a wax and rubber bullet. So, like, how are we guiding this thing? That was what my brain was like. Wait a minute. It's wax and rubber. Well, I think he, um, I think it's more than just, like, iron and things like that. I think being a material guy, because that's what he is, right? He's a material guy because he's, um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, I think that's actually, like, it's just, I think it's more than just iron. Just materials. I think it's materials that he can kind of work with. But that's a very good point. I I never realized that. Okay. I was just, I, my brain, like my, my, you know, my forehead like crumbled when I was like, wait well, a girl, minute. We're going to write that down next time Lee's here. <laughs> Put right. her on the spot, girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Answer my question. Yeah. Um, so Matthias is hoping the medic doesn't actually open Kuwait's shirt since mm. he's not actually shot. They're waiting on an emergency boat that of course isn't going to come during the sirens. <laughs> But a little fishing boat does show up. It is a fisherman and his pregnant wife. Mm -hmm. There isn't room for everyone. So the Stod Watch officers that were with them are like, peace out, dude. Kuwait is dead anyway. (laughs) I'm not uh -uh. out. We can go. So the pregnant woman starts making all these noises and it like scares the crap out of the medic. 
And through Matthias's inner thoughts, we now know that the pregnant woman is Nina and Roddy is the fisherman. (laughs) Just funny as Nina is getting like louder and louder. (laughs) Matthias gives her like this warning, like stop. Like (laughs) (laughs) you're doing too much. Yeah. Like what if the medic actually comes over to try to like (laughs) give birth? (laughs) The quote cracked me up. It was like, they couldn't fake an actual birth. At least he didn't think they could. He wouldn't put anything past Kaz at this point. Exactly. (laughs) But that is so true. It is. I mean, we're getting completely surprised. You never know what he's going to do or what his plan is. Yeah. Because like a lot of times they're just as surprised as we are. So that would be if he like faked a bird. Well, you're right. Because the way that we've gone through these stories specifically, like, I mean, Lee has made sure that we haven't really known the yes. plan we thought we did i think in like six of crows because i remember we got to a plan part but then really when we went it through was it the same with this too like we thought we knew that they was get, that he was gonna like funnel money to the rothkins right and so when they came in and were like whoa it's rigged nope it wasn't that was the yeah. part that was rigged it was yeah so we uh, we never know exactly what's happening and which see, is awesome yeah and like i just I, I love Lee's writing, like coming up with that. Yeah. There's so many times where I'm like like going, what? (laughs) She knew that to start it. Like, I mean, that's just like, I couldn't even imagine trying to write something like that. Well, she said, that's why she said like the third book was going to be so hard because there's, it's so, there's only so many lines you can go through. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So as the little boat passes Zint's bridge. Yeah, works. Um, Matthias blocks the medic's view because Kuwait's body is actually being swapped for a corpse <laughs> tailored to look like it hadn't been dead for a long time. So we've got, um, Jinya doing some tailoring. throwing a corpse on the boat and dragging Kuwait off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the medic realizes they aren't going to the university clinic as he thought. Roddy lies and he's like, yeah, the waterway's closed, man. Um, so they're going to take him to a less staffed hospital. They yeah, know, let's go by Vanderbilt. Questions. <laughs> no, we're going to go by UMC. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Right. Anyway. Hilarious. So- <laughs> Serious. Yes. Wish. Yep. You didn't say anything. So, mm. so um, they just figured that the smaller hospital will be more overwhelmed and there'll be less questions. When they get there, the staff is like, um, excuse me, you just brought a corpse in while all this is going on. And the medic like freaks out and he's like, all right, out. Bye. I got things to do. And during all of that, the other crows like Nina, whatever, they were able to walk away. Right. Yeah. So Matthias like turns to head to Sense Bridge to meet up with the others. And he's hopeful that now everything's over and done and the plan has gone through and that he's going to go find Nina and they're going to start planning their future. And then there was a little voice. And now we go through our scene. Okay. So in this scene, um, I'm going to play Matthias and Terry will play the The, little voice. The little voice. Yes. Okay. Curtain up. Matthias Helvar, said a high, querulous voice. Matthias turned. A boy stood in the middle of the deserted street, the young Druskella with the ice-white hair who had glared at him so fiercely during the auction. He wore a gray uniform, not the black of a full Druskella officer. Had he followed Matthias from the church? 
What had he seen? The boy couldn't have been more than 14. The hand he held his pistol in was shaking. I charge you with treason, he said, voice breaking. High treason against Furda and your Druskella brothers. Matthias held up his hands. I'm unarmed. You are a traitor to your land and your god. We, ha- we haven't met before. You killed my friends in the raid on the ice court. I killed no Druskella. Your companions did. You're a murderer. You humiliated Commander Broom. What's your name? Matthias asked gently. This boy did not want to hurt anyone. It doesn't matter. Are you new to the order? Six months, he said, lifting his chin. I joined when I was even younger than you. I know what it's like there, the thoughts they put in your head, but you don't have to do this. The boy shook even harder. I charge you with treason, he repeated. I am guilty, said Matthias. I've done terrible things, and if you wish it, I will walk back to the church with you right now. I will face your friends and commanding officers, and we can see what justice may come. You're lying. You even let them kill the true boy you were supposed to protect. You're a traitor and a coward. Good. He believed Kuei was dead. I will go with you. You have my word, and you have the gun. There's nothing to fear from me. Matthias took a step forward. Stay where you are. Do not be afraid. Fear is how they control you. We'll find a way to change their minds. The boy had only been with the order for six months. He could be reached. There's so much in the world you don't have to be afraid of. If you would only open your eyes. I told you to stay where you are. You don't want to hurt me. I know. I was like you once. I'm nothing like you said the boy, his blue eyes blazing. Matthias saw the anger there, the rage. He knew it so well, but he was still surprised when he heard the shot. And that's the end of the chapter. Yeah. Yeah. So um, (sighs) we are now entering chapter 39, which is um, Nina. So... Nina and Roddy climb into this um, little bottle boat where they meet up with Kaz, Inej, and Kuei's body. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a quote. The stretcher with Kuei's body on it lay atop a makeshift table of crates. Jenya was injecting something into the shoe boy's arm as Zoya and the man Nina assumed was Sturmon looked on. How is he? Nina asked. If he has a pulse, I can't find it, said Jenya. The poison did its work. Maybe too well. Jenya had said the poison would lower his pulse and breathing to such an extent that it would mimic death. But the act was uncomfortably convincing. Some part of Nina knew the world might be safer if Kue died, but she also knew that if someone else unlocked the secret of Parem, he was Ravka's best chance at any antidote. They'd fought to free him from the ice court. They'd schemed and... connived and struggled so that he could be safe to pursue his work among the Grisha. Kue was hope. End quote. Shoo. Um, they watch as Jenya gives um, Kue a syringe of this antidote, and Jenya lets them know that actually, this is the second dose. Mm-hmm. It's it, not working. Yeah, so they start getting a little worried. Yeah. We might have actually killed him. Um, And Zoya then, of course, in all her fabulousness, (laughs) she jumps up and she's like, 
I got this because don't worry, she's going to use her hands as defibrillators. I mean, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> so, literally, Zoya summons like lightning through her palms and onto Kuwe's chest. Finally, after a lot of drama of, a, of them making us think that like he's not going to wake up, he wakes up. First thing out of Kuwe's mouth is asking for the results of the auction. They tell him that the shoe and along with everybody else attending the auction, everybody that saw him thinks he got shot and is dead. Mm -hmm. And here's a quote. The privateer turned back to the bottle boat and gazed down at Nina. His eyes were an odd color and his features didn't quite seem to fit together properly. In case you're tempted not to return, I want you to know you and your Fjordan are welcome in Ravka. We can't estimate how much Parem the shoe may still have or how many of those care-good soldiers they've made. The second army needs your gifts. Nina hesitated. I'm not, I'm not what I was. You're a soldier, said Zoya. You're Grisha, and we'd be lucky to have you. Nina's jaw dropped. That almost sounded like praise. Ravka is grateful for your service, Sturman said as they turned to go. And so is the crown. He waved once. In the late afternoon light, with the sun behind him, he looked less like a privateer and more like, but that would be silly, end quote. Um... I just thought that was important because a lot of stuff really happened there. <laughs> um, one, Nina gets praise. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't think I've ever heard Zoya ever give anybody a compliment. Right. Um, so, yeah. And they leave. And also, I think it's kind of, I love that last line. But that would just be silly when because they're looking at him and being like. You don't really <laughs> seem like you could just be a pirate here. OK, so. Kaz says he needs to get back to the Church of the Barter to make sure everything with Wylan is going as planned. Kaz reminds Inej and Nina as they wait for Matthias to keep Kuwe out of sight till nightfall and that they know where to meet next. And this is where we do our final scene. And this is going to close out this chapter. Um, Okay, so I will be playing Matthias again. Terry will be playing Nina. And, yeah. So, <gasps> curtain up. What's taking Matthias so long? Do you think that medic gave him trouble? And then she saw him striding toward her across the empty square. He raised his hand in greeting. She leapt from the boat and ran to him, throwing herself into his arms. Druja he said against her hair. You're all right. Of course I'm all right. You're the one who's late. I thought I wouldn't be able to find you in the storm. Nina pulled back. Did you stop to get drunk on the way here? He cupped her cheek with his hand. No, he said, and then he kissed her. Matthias! Did I do it wrong? No, you did it splendidly, but I'm the one who always kisses you first. We should change that, he said, and then he slumped against her. Matthias? It's nothing. I needed to see you again. Matthias. Oh, saints! The coat he'd been holding fell away, and she saw the bullet wound in his stomach. His shirt was soaked with blood. Help! She screamed. Somebody help! But the streets were empty. The doors barred. The windows shut up. Inej! She cried. He was too heavy. They sank to the cobblestones, and Nina cradled his head gently in her lap. Inej was sprinting toward them. 
What happened? She asked. He's been shot. Oh, say it's Matthias. Who did this? They had so many enemies. It doesn't matter, he said. His breath sounded strange and thready. All I wanted was to see you once more. Tell you... Get Kuwait, Nina said to Inej. Or Kaz, he has Param. You have to get it for me. I, I can save him. I can fix him. But was that even true? If she used the drug, would her power return to what it had been? She could try. She had to try. Matthias grabbed her hand with surprising strength. It was wet with his own blood. No, Nina! I can fight it a second time. I can heal you and then I can fight it. It's not worth the risk. It's worth every risk, she said. Matthias... I need you to save the others. What others? She asked desperately. The other Druskela. Swear to me, you'll at least try to help them, to make them see. We'll go together, Matthias. We'll be spies. Jinya will tailor us, and we'll go to Fyrda together. I'll wear all the ugly knitted vests you want. Go home to Ravka, Nina. Be free, as you were meant to be. Be a warrior, as you always have been. Just save some mercy for my people. There has to be a Fjordan worth saving. Promise me. I promise. The words were more sob than sound. I have been made to protect you, even in death. I will find a way. He clasped her hand tighter. Bury me so I can go to Gel. Bury me so I can take root and follow the water north. I promise, Matthias, I'll take you home. Nina, he said, pressing her hand to his heart. I am already home. The light vanished from his eyes. His chest stilled beneath her hands. Nina screamed, a howl that tore from the black space where her heart had beat only moments before. She searched for his pulse, for the light and force that had been Matthias. If I had my power, if I'd never taken Param, if I had Param, she felt the river around her, the black waters of grief. She reached into the cold. Matthias's chest rose, his body shook. Come back to me, she whispered. Come back. She could do this. She could give him a new life, a life born of that deep water. He was no ordinary man. He was Matthias, her brave Fjordan. Come back, she demanded. He breathed. His eyelids fluttered and opened. His eyes shone black. Matthias, she whispered, speak my name. Nina? His voice, his beautiful voice, it was the same. She clutched his hand, searching for him in that black gaze. But his eyes had been the ice of the north, palest, blue, pure. This was all wrong. Inej was kneeling beside her. Let him go, Nina. I can't. Inej placed her arm around Nina's shoulder. Let him go to his god. He should be here with me. Nina touched his cold cheek. There must be a way to take this back, to make this right. How many impossible things had they accomplished together? You will meet him again in the next life, said Inej, but only if you suffer this now. They were twin souls, soldiers destined to fight for different sides, to find each other and lose each other too quickly. She would not keep him here, not like this. In the next life, then, she whispered, go. She watched his eyes close once more. Arvel, she said in Fjordan, may Jell watch over you. Until I can once more. Yeah, in scene. And in, in the chapter. And um, 
So I want to ask you, did you see that coming? Um, I knew somebody yeah. was going to die. Right. Did I know it was Matthias? No. I had like a list of people that I knew would not, like mm-hmm. that I knew had to continue. And Matthias was on the list of ones that probably could be done without later on. Um, but I didn't know that it was going to be like him yeah. specifically. Well, it just seems weird because he's kind of like when you think of like groups of like people doing heists like that, he's the muscle. Like he's the, yeah. he's the big muscle. Mm-hmm. And like, and it, like, I don't know, you probably didn't realize this, but when we do our special, like, um, spoiler of like the podcast, like in Six of Crows, when we start meeting Matthias, <laughs> he actually has, like, he hears the wolves and all that stuff. Oh, and okay. that is like, and I pointed it out and I was like, to those fans <laughs> out there that know what I'm talking about, this is something. And I know you had no clue what no, it was. No, and yeah. Actually, it's going to more play out in this what you're about to do. Yes. So. so we're on chapter 40 yeah. and um, it is literally just a little bit. So I'm just going to read it to you. Matthias was dreaming again, dreaming of her. The storm raged around him, drowning out Nina's voice. And yet his heart was easy. Somehow he knew that she would be safe. She knew she would find shelter from the cold. He was on the ice once more and somewhere he could hear the wolves howling. But this time he knew they were welcoming him home. Yeah. See, and there's like, when you reread this, you're going to see it all the way in like Six yeah. of Crows and all that stuff. And it's just so crazy because like, I didn't see it till we did it. And I was like, till we reread it this time. And I was just like, wow. So she like, she planned that. She knew he was going to die in Six of Crows. Oh, I'm sure like on the reread, like pick up all kinds of stuff. Oh, you do. <laughs> it's Because it, that's what happens, you know, like reading other books or going through like different TV series again. You're like, oh. Can you tell I'm excited when we get there? So we only have to just have finish a, all of it. But we have a long way to go. I know. But it's going to be so cool to do our spoiler episodes of all of it. Our spoiler season. Yeah. Spoiler season. So. All right. Well, moving on to chapter 41. Um, We follow Wylan. <laughs> I thought for a second you were pausing and I was like, I didn't prepare this chapter. Yeah. I was going to be like, okay. and. I was like. Uh, that would have been funny if I would have thought about that, but I didn't. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> just wait for her April Fool's Day to come around. Um, so we're following Wyland. The reason why I pause is because it's like all that dramatic stuff happened, and yeah. then it's like, oh, we're back to <laughs> the church, and uh, yeah, and all these people that are completely clueless as to what just happened. Mm-hmm. We're gonna just completely forget that Matthias died in our arms right now. Um, <laughs> So, Wylan, Alice, and Jesper are hanging out on a pew with the Stodwatch soldiers. Wylan and Jesper say that they're pretty happy with the things turned out, like, so far, because mm-hmm. there was a literal world war happening, and they stopped it. Yeah. <laughs> they saved so many yes, people. they really did. Um, then a man comes in with official papers, and Wylan assumes um, that it shows that the Merchant Council's money was funneled into um, a false fund directly into an account intended for the shoe. And then the Stodwatch shoulder sold soldier. Wow. That's okay. You got a girl. Puts Van Eck in handcuffs. I do it all the time. <laughs> I don't, my brain was like five words at once. Yeah. Um, who is obviously Van Eck is not happy being in handcuffs. Um, he's not happy with any of this. So he's yeah. being very yelly and they drag <laughs> him out. I love that. Yelly. And that, he probably is acting like a huge baby. If you guys know anything, I add 
Y or I E to the end of like all Anything. kinds of words. So he's being yelly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he vows to find a way to tie Kaz to the right belt fund and he'll be out by tomorrow after he pays bail. Oh my God. He reminds me of, <laughs> sorry, our president. <laughs> you can't admit that. Sorry. He's delusional. Love y'all. So <laughs> Kaz nonchalantly just is like, eh, I'm not sure what Wyland would be able to do for you, mm. which makes Vanek laugh. He's like, Pfft. What difference does that make? I wrote that dude out of my will a long time ago. Or has he? There was a copy of the updated will in the safe. Here's a quote. Specht had forged a letter in his father's hand for the ship's captain. Why not something else? Sometimes a proper thief doesn't just take. He leaves something behind. The night they'd broken into his father's office, Kaz hadn't just tried to steal the seal. He'd replace Van Eck's will with a forgery Wyland remembered what Kaz had said you do realize we're stealing your money and he admitted it end quote so way back yeah (laughs) when they went to go find the seal Kaz had this like fake will made and like stuck back in and he's like yeah sure go find the will (laughs) go read it see what's gonna say I just (laughs) love that Kaz did that too like I mean to me it's like very off like it's like we're starting to see there's warm, a yes. couple warm and squishy parts of Kaz, and you yes. don't see it a lot. It's not really in his character no. to like help somebody like that. I think he just, I think he hates. Oh yeah, Vanek so much that it was more probably in Kaz's interest to do heart it. that it was more towards getting back at Vanek than it was to do something nice for Wyland. It just happened to be something nice, for right? Wylan. And to make sure that it went back to the person that he didn't want to give anything to. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So Vanek, of course, goes all kinds of crazy and yells about how Wyland is incapable and says some pretty awful things about him, like him being a soft-minded child. Everyone's like, dude, chill with that. Are you kidding? Such a douche. So Vanek was like, make him read something then. And so they hand him a document, but Jesper like grabs at it first and looks through it. And Van Eck is like, um, not you. So <laughs> and so Jesper gives it back to Wyland. And of course he can't read it. We know he can't read. Um, but then he starts hearing music in his head. He pretends to look at the paper and repeats the song that's in his head out loud. Van Eck is shocked. And everyone else is absolutely appalled at Van Eck. They kind of think he's crazy and losing his mind, too, because he keeps yelling about how it's one of Kaz's tricks and it might not even be Wyland. How do you know it's even Wyland? And everybody's like, um, you make no wow. sense. <laughs> because nobody knows about yeah. the whole Kuwait Mm-mm. thing. Um, and Dryden's like, he has come unhinged. We're going to have a lot hit up. <laughs> so right before they drag him completely out, Jesper goes up to Vanek and whispers, I can read to him. Whoa, hello. He can read what? to Wyland's brain. So, like, oh, it's so sweet. It's such a squishy little moment. It's a squishy moment. So, squishy. So, the, <laughs> so the plan is for Wyland to head home to Galstrot. Yeah, that is weird. Like, I mean, home? <laughs> yeah, he's like, wait, home? Yeah. Kaz suggests that Alice heads out to the country to, quote, Wait out all this nasty business. She's hesitant because she's like, um, 
but my husband's in jail. And Kaz is like, but you could continue your music lessons. And she's like, with Mr. Bajon? Mm-hmm. And then she finally agrees because oh yeah, she's she happy. loves Mr. Bajon. She gets to sing. And mm-hmm. I will never forget how I just cracked so much up when she we first met her. And she just kept singing. And I just, I just thought it was singing. hilarious. <laughs> I loved it. So that's it. It's the end of the chapter. Ugh. That's the end of our reading for this week. Yeah. Done. Uh, yeah, so we actually only have one episode left until we finish Crooked Kingdom, which is very cool and crazy at the same time. Yes. So, um, like, mixed feelings about it. I can't believe we just went through all that. Uh-huh. We finally got to, unfortunately, Matthias's death. Um, yes. And we just got through the series. We're about to get through the series mm-hmm. that I was so excited for you to read. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, it's just so weird. I know. I don't want it to end. I know. Well, you do. it's not. There's a lot more stuff coming, and you're going to love it just as much, I promise. Okay. So, um, it's that time for... Grishcast News! I always do a shimmy. <laughs> if anybody's ever watching, I always, like, when it's going on, I'm like, shimmy. <laughs> so... You gotta do a little dance. Shimmy for a Grishcast news. Um, okay. So there's really not any. Um, no. The only thing that I could think to say is that they did post like a small little snippet of a preview of the audiobook. It's Ben Barnes reading. And I mean, it's very short, but yeah. it's coming out soon. Like, I mean, within the next couple of days. It comes out the 8th. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, it's gonna be a good one. But. That's all I got for Grishcast News because we don't know anything else. <laughs> we probably won't for a little bit. We pro- I, I'm guessing like during the holidays and stuff, we probably won't hear that much. I'm no. guessing like once the year, like the the new year, we'll probably start hearing a little more about it. Have you had panic by chance um, over the fact that like we're watching TV, our shows, but have you thought about when we get to the end? Like, is there going to be an end of all our shows? Because No, have, they're filming. Fil- they are they are filming. Well, yeah, because some of the things like they're they're they just put them in a bubble, like the the um, British Bake Off. Off. Yes, you're right. Um, they just started um, Outlander season six. They just started filming that, so they just keep them in a bubble and keep them tested and okay, yeah. But they are they are filming, so a okay, ton good. of new stuff has like come out lately, and which thank goodness yeah. <laughs> since we're all stuck inside. And then um, they are filming new things. It's just weird to see people on TV close yes. together. Like, I mean, I didn't know that I was ever going to be, like, feeling uncomfortable when I see people hug. <laughs> like, I was watching that show or that movie on Hulu, like, The Happiest Season or Jolly Season Oh, my God, Season so good. Yes. And they got together for the holidays. I was like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, that was, by the way, an excellent movie. I have things you to like say it? about it. I'm I'm tired of movies with closeted gay people. Like I need it to just yeah. be accepted. I need to just have an episode or like a holiday movie where we don't have to question anybody's like whatever. Like there is a gay couple and they're just gay. They don't have to talk about being accepted or oh, yeah. like oh, no, we're not so there that yet. starts irritating me, but I do have a crush on Kristen Stewart. So I enjoyed the movie. Like and hey, I was like like a big huge crush on her like i finally had to just admit that i have a giant crush on her yeah that's kind of a maze right now <laughs> i know don't <laughs> huh. i have fought it you for a long thing. time because she's a terrible actress 
She's so um, bad. Yeah. I know what you're so talking about. So bad. <laughs> yeah. So um, I just, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, just, just mute the TV and just like watch. Wow. That was terrible. That was so bad. Hey, but you get to see Dan Levy. <gasps> He's hilarious. Yes. He's always funny. He was very extra. He's just hilarious in the roles that, in the role. I can't say roles because I don't know if he's done roles. Um, has he? He's got to be like, he's done acting before. I don't yeah. know if I've seen him do anything besides Shit Creek, though. Um, no, not anything like. Big. Yeah. But I hope that he's so funny, but I hope that he gets to like actually ex- like yeah, I think go he's out there doing, and do other stuff. I think he's doing I just hope things. he doesn't get keep getting typecasted as like the, the over. Gay, like, top yeah. gay person yeah that was another thing that i was very disappointed with like i want to see him in something a little more serious and not so like stereotypically gay boy well they and they do that a lot I and know, that's he the was problem and he was so good in schitt's creek and schitt's creek is an amazing show which doesn't bring up the fact that it had to do that there were gay people in the show it wasn't a big part like well there was that was some, that was one of the biggest like amazing things about that show is that accepting. like gay people just existed and they're accepted there was no, no question. questions yeah <laughs> no questions which and is... that and that's where the um into the wine not the label quote came from that's one of my yeah. favorite ones <laughs> did you um so they had a special thing on netflix yes i did, did you saw see that? that yes yeah um i by the way have real like i i think schitt's creek is my favorite comedy show because it's hilarious. It is hilarious. Like, I love every single episode I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I know that we were sad that it left, but I think it's very smart because they didn't want to ruin it. No, I hate their I hate their guts for ending it. I know. Sorry. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. All right. Okay, we're talking about Shit's Creek. This is sorry, Grisha Cast, Grisha View. <laughs> All right, so Grisha we're Boo? gonna start like <laughs> Shit's Creek Cast. Sounded like I was saying Grisha Boo. You want to? Okay. Grisha Boo. Oh, so this is very important. Listener, thank you. Woo-hoo! So I want to thank Alex, George. I think, I'm so sorry I'm getting to you now. Um, you sent us a message when I was sick with COVID and everything. And seriously, thank you so much. It was very sweet of you. Very sweet. And um, yeah, he spent, he just sent a very inspir- inspirational message just trying to help me stay positive. And if you've had COVID and had to quarantine and be by yourself for 14 days while you hear your family walking around the house, <laughs> um, then you understand what I'm talking about. Um, otherwise, it just, just no. think about being, yeah, it sucks. Anyways, mm. thank you, Alex. That was really cool. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. We yes, love you. Thank you. And I have a shout out <sighs> to Angela, who at Alita, for retweeting us on Twitter. We tweet, tweet. <laughs> I had to think about retweeting. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you very much for retweeting us. Uh, we appreciate it so very much. Thank you for listening and thanks for shouting us out. So now we're going to shout you out. Yay. Yay. Thank you, guys. It means a lot. It does. So that means that next week we will be finishing Crooked Kingdom. So we're going to be doing chapters 42 through 45. And um, yeah, after that episode, we're going to take a small little winter break. And um, yeah, we'll let. In- let you know when we come back. We don't do too long a break. No. So don't don't flip out too much. We'll, we just got to figure out what day we want. Well, y'all need break for the holidays. Yeah, exactly. Too. <laughs> it's just the holiday. See, it's really big. My birthday and my mom's birthday is also during the holidays. So it's like a lot goes on within those two weeks. And my partner's birthday is the same yeah. as his <laughs> birthday. <laughs> yeah, that created a we problem. We got a lot. We have a lot going on. We do. And then we've got Hanukkah and... 
whatever other holidays. Yeah. It's it, a lot. It really is. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, it is a lot. The end on. of December is very busy for us. <laughs> but we've got to realize that it's this is going to be the first year that it's going to be very, very, very different. It is. Yeah. It is. So stay out there. Support y'all. Support your friends. Your check boy. in with your friends. Exactly. I was just supposed to say, like, check in. If you haven't heard from a friend in a while, you might want to send them a message and say, hey, I love you. Doing all right? Yeah, exactly. You want to chat? And people, you can talk on the phone. You don't have to just text. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, you can actually engage with them. And we have Zoom now. Mm-hmm. We have video calling now, which is, like, so futuristic to me if I think about it too long. Yeah, I really don't answer. Like, if anybody ever FaceTimes me, I never answer. Yeah, I'm like, I would never want you to see that. Like, I never answer that. You remember, like, when we used to watch movies, like, Back to the Future, and they had, like, the the video calling, and we would be like, and to me, when I was younger, I was like, wow, can you imagine, like, you might be on the toilet when somebody call you, and then how do you do all that? And, like, why would you want to? And then now that it's, like, a reality, I'm like, don't do it. Yeah. (laughs) Do not FaceTime me. I will not answer you. Don't pick up the phone right then. <laughs> you have the choice. I know. Like, I mean, you're in the middle of something. <laughs> what makes you think you should pick that up right now? But anyway, Anyways, the future. Yeah. Thanks for listening to our life <laughs> advice as well. Um, yeah. So anyways, yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll finish out Crooked Kingdom. We'll take a small little break and then we'll move right into King Skulls. So we're going to move on along. And um, yeah. So will you guys... Be good. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Like we're at the end of the hour, so my voice is a little husky. A plus. No, no mourners. mourners. No funerals. This has been Grisha Cast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at GrishaCast. A special thank you for the background music created by Kendra Dantes and produced by Year 26.